Now he doesn't want to talk about it. He did, he he was happy not being recorded. We had such a wonderful long stupid intro on the last oof I wrote that I recorded, and it went on for a solid five minutes. And Sheila was like, "You didn't record that whole thing, did you?" And I'm like, "Of course I did. That's gold." That's the whole point: is to record everything exactly, We're and then chatty. edit nothing unless Bob <laughs> goes back and fucks the end of the episode up. <laughs> when did you do that? Like ten episodes ago. I can't remember what I wanted to cut, but Alex was not pleased. No. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I was waiting. He's looking around. He's playing with the wire. It's like, would you like to get to the intro, please? <laughs> nah. Nah. We can't start. Welcome, everybody. This is Subtle Interference. I'm Bob. I'm Alex. Thanks for blowing that. Yep. <laughs> Welcome, Erica, to the show. Thanks. In your own home. <laughs> we have much to discuss. We do. We have much, much to discuss. We do today, actually. But first, we're starting with that worthless pile of shit, Nia Jax. <laughs> oh, Alex, I thought you were going to say my Did you watch pile the video of no, this, wait, Bob? Wait, 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 wait. Alex, please. You have the floor. Did Go. you watch the video of this, Bob? No, I haven't. Okay, let me set this up for you. Oh, God. They're on Raw. They're doing the stupid thing where Alexa Bliss is picking the women for the Survivor Series team. Nobody cares. Okay. They cut backstage. They do the thing where the cameraman runs down the hallway. Is everything okay with the recording? I'm just looking at the levels. I just have to double check after last time. I mean, we are. Rec- see, it's got the it's got the little red dot. I can't see. I'm dependent on you. I can see it. It's recording. Okay. The cameraman runs down the hallway, turns the corner. Becky Lynch has Ronda Rousey in the arm bar. She's got her. She's screwed. The officials come to break it up. Ronda's walking away, hits her with the great line, everyone's tough till the man comes around. Remember that. Everyone's tough until the man comes around. It was awesome. So Becky comes out through the entrance ramp. Now, if I may, was this before or after? This is before. No, Rousey gave the her little... Oh, uh, the Millennial Man thing? The yeah, Millennial that was promo. After. It was after that. That was horrible. Which is hilarious because Becky is like... One day older than yes. Rhonda or something. <laughs> something. One of them is one day older than I the other. I think Rhonda's like one day older. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. But Becky's the Millennial Man and Rhonda's just the raging bitch i don't know well and it's also like you know that most of the folks watching your show are millennials millennials actually most of them are like 50 or older i mean i guess that's fair but you got a chunk you're supposed to pretend it's all children you you got a chunk that are millennials so it's kind of like can you not let's not okay go ahead so becky comes out she's on the entrance ramp her music's playing the women in the ring are distracted from raw they do the whole thing where all the smackdown women come out and attack them so in the midst of this big brawl you can't see it because they're doing the thing where there's a brawl, so there's 45 camera cuts happening, and you never really know anything that's happening. And it's well, and never it's WWE, so there's, right. it's just camera cuts, and you want to, like, vomit. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the camera's being it's, shaken. Right. It's everything you're taught not to do. They're inducing, they're inducing seizures in you by all of the camera. It's like more cuts than Requiem for a fucking dream. Out of nowhere, you can't see what happened. Becky comes up. Her face is destroyed. She's bleeding all over the place. Her hands are covered in blood. She's taking blood 
out of her nose and flicking it onto the mats on the floor. It's badass as shit. (laughs) So then they do the whole thing where she beats up Rhonda. She beats her up with a chair. The crowd's chanting one more time. It's like Becky is Stone Cold Steve Austin for five minutes. (laughs) It was amazing. The whole thing was great. It was the most fortunate blood that's happened in a long time. Oh, it looked bad. So the unfortunate part is Nia also concussed her. Now, when this first happened, because there was no video, I think everyone assumed Nia was in the corner working over Naomi. Maybe when she pulled back to do a punch on Naomi, she elbowed Becky in the nose and broke her nose and concussed her. That was the thought process. That is not what happened. The next day, a fan video from the crowd comes out. It's just... Naya just Becky comes up behind Naya, gives her like a working shot in the back. Naya turns around, punches her in the fucking face. Yeah. You haven't seen this? It's unbelievable. I haven't seen the video. She then they showed then they showed a camera angle that raw they had, WWE. They showed it the next day on SmackDown, and it's even clearer. Naya just turns around, straight punch, straight to the face. I mean no one could convince me this was an accident. <coughs> this wasn't like clumsy Naya doesn't know how to wrestle. This no. is the most athletic thing I've ever seen Naya Jax do. No, this was a... It, it, it's hard to look at the video and say it's not premeditated in some way. It was ridiculous. It's purposeful. It's a purposeful punch to the face. <laughs> and I think the telling thing is when something like this happens, usually all the wrestlers come out and they're like, you don't know wrestling. You don't know what you're talking about. There's been... It's None of quiet. that. Right. It's been all quiet. Well, and here's the thing. I, Ooh. yeah, I don't have <laughs> the hate for Nia Jax. Like she that you turns do. her hips over. No, she does. She That's pivots a punch. and she fucking punches her. What I was going to say is that I don't have the hate for Nia that you do. I appreciate having a larger woman in the ring, but if it's somebody who can't work or is unsafe and is actively hurting other people, you have no, there's no reason Th- for you to have a job. This has nothing to do with body type no, or no, gender no, not or all. anything like that. Nothing at all. This if, woman will not stop injuring people. If you are constantly injuring people, you have no business being in a wrestling ring. And this that's just the way it is. This isn't like that one period of time where Seth Rollins got unlucky and he did the buckle bomb. He does that everyone on Sting and Sting just had... 30 years of injuries on his body and it fucked him up right. or when he accidentally need John Cena in the face and broke his nose. I mean, that was like oh, yeah, two sequences of bad luck in a short period of time by a great wrestler. Naya's just injuring people all well, the time tra- and it's, it's tra- in a short period. It's like what, two years? It's a track record thing, right? It's a, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, you're looking at it within the context of something. Seth Rollins has been wrestling for a very long time. You injure a couple, like, you know, there's some fluky shit. There's fluky shit that happens, for sure. However, yeah, it's it's a, it's a near constant thing with her. It was like when AJ Styles didn't injure anyone with the Styles Clash for, like, 15 years. And then in one year, three people got their necks broken because they forgot how to take it. Well, I will also say, though, if you're taking the Styles Clash, you need to remember, I mean, there's, only so, there's only so much he can do. To save well, you from yourself. He saved James Ellsworth's life that one time. Yes, he did. 
you have to remember because most times I think you're taught you got to tuck your your yeah, yeah you, you have tuck to, on you have a to, style it's splash. The opposite on the style. You're splash. gonna be paralyzed forever. Anyways, with Naya, it's so crazy because they just keep sending her out this to do out there to do this more and more. I mean, go down the list. Remember the time she dropped Bailey on her fucking shoulder twice and separated her shoulder? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sasha wrestles a few matches with her. Suddenly she's concussed. Alexa wrestles a few matches with her. Suddenly she's concussed. On that Evolution so- show, Zelina Vega, she tosses her straight into Tamina's head. And by the way, right there, okay, if I'm in the back and the agent comes up to me and he says, here's the spot. Zelina Vega. Nia Jax is going to toss you from the ring to the floor and Tamina's going to catch you. What did I My do? My response to that would be I quit. <laughs> what did I do to make you make you angry at me? <laughs> I quit. I'm not doing it. And when she did it, what happened? Concussed. You know, go what's what else? There's been more. I'm trying I'm blanking right now on the litany of injuries. Oscar? Asuka, she she goes for the one knee drop on. She goes for a simple knee drop on Asuka. And she puts her wrong knee down and just drops Asuka to the floor. When she dropped Charlotte straight on her head twice. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if that's not going to get you tossed, nothing's getting you tossed. I mean, and really, this one with the punch, if this was anyone but Naya or Charlotte, they're fired. Yeah, you're done. Everyone else is fired. I just want to know, because you we watch the video. What is her thought process? What, what, what's going through her head? Because it's clearly, and I mean, I don't know these people. Whatever, you know, I don't watch a lot anymore. But just it, it's yeah, and it sucks because I thought the run up to um, Rousey this is like the hottest Becky. feud in the company. Right, exactly. Now, I'm not going to act like I'm not kind of jacked to see uh, Daniel Bryan v. Brock Lesnar. Uh, I don't know how the hell that's... I mean, I have an idea of how it's going to go, but I'm interested in seeing it. And, I mean, if the rumors are true that Becky and Ronda are going to... Uh, uh, if Becky and Ronda are the main event of Mania, then everything worked out for the best in the end. It just sucks that Becky had to take a concussion oh, from a fucking idiot. Of course it does. Because we know every time you take one of those things, it's... You just... It's the next one's coming easier. The next one's coming z- easier, and you don't know if... Look what happens to hockey players. You could yeah, be out for a fucking 40, year. 40 years down the line, who knows what you're going to be paying for. Or a concussion, you could be cleared three days later. You could be cleared two days, two years later. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like you see... Uh, uh, what? Corey Crawford took a fucking concussion. He didn't play all last year. Yeah. It was nice to see him back in the pipes. Standing on his fucking head. Did you guys enjoy the Blackhawks game? Yeah, had a good, yeah, good time. time. Can we talk about, like, I don't know if we just don't get up to get stuff in the middle of, like... Oh, was it happening again? ...shit that we're watching. But the people next to us, every 10 minutes... Oh, excuse me, sorry. Oh, can you, we gotta get by. Excuse me, sorry. Don't fucking say sorry. Don't say sorry. Just get the fuck up and well, get your shit. At least in the United Center, the ushers cut you off and don't let you back while play is going on. This is true, which I appreciate. But I'm, I just, I don't understand it. Like, do people just, and I don't know, we had like a drink at the beginning of the game and then we were just in our seats the whole time. I think you've got to mm-hmm. go to the bathroom once. Yep. Like, that was it. Do we need a beer constantly? Can we just watch the fucking hockey? Maybe if you have season tickets and you're there all the time... 
it's less special to you, you know? Maybe? I don't know. Whereas, like, how often do you guys go to a hockey game? Once or twice a year? Oh, this is the first time we had been in a couple years. Yeah. So it's and more of like... We'll do a hockey game. Point. But it's yeah. more of like you're going to be there and you're going to enjoy it. Maybe if you're going 40 times a year, you care less. I would argue, though, like... I don't know. To me, I just feel like whatever. It's the same with like the people who sit in the front row at Raw. You're paying. <laughs> They're playing on their cell phone. Some amount of money to be there. Don't you want to pay attention? Why are you staring up at the Titantron and waving at yourself? Like, look at what's going on in the ring in front of your fucking face. I don't know. It annoys me. No, I'm with you. It's ridiculous. It wasn't as it. bad as All In. That was. That was alone. That was alone on top of a mountain. <laughs> Of hell that you don't want to be in. He had the light. And there's and no the snowboard to get off that mountain, No, nope. Well, and we did definitely look at each other during the third period, and I was like, it's still not as bad as when they, all those fuckers came back, and we sat back down, and that asshole turned to you and was like, oh, hey, can you guys get back up? I got to get out. You didn't have me there to make it really bad. It's like when Bob's at a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that guy next to us at All In, though. Oof. Oof. Oh, he was fucking terrible. I, I, um, I will say, so you, you were asking about the recording earlier. Um, I, I, I actually, for the first time ever, Alex, you were so excited to talk about Nia Jax that I had to turn your levels down because you were spiking out. That's a first for you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm so sick of her shit. It's frustrating because it's she's given a platform where there are many other women in that at company who are very very talented who are not getting that platform who are not going to constantly be injuring the people that they're in the ring with. Well, here's if she had something other than just happening to be a cousin of the Rock. I could see it maybe. Like Alexa Bliss can't wrestle to save her life. But, but she has charisma. Right. She has a good promo. She's beautiful. I get it. She's checking all the boxes they care about. Okay. She's cute. I don't know if I'd say she's beautiful. Okay, but she's what, cute. whatever. The point is, I get <laughs> why they're into her. Nia Jax can't wrestle, can't talk, no charisma. She's kind of cute. Get the fuck out of here. She's cute. I don't know. I'm talking about that. Just get the fuck oh, no, out no, no, of no, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think she's cute. But no, yeah, all right. It's it's no, it's it's who you're related to. That's it's all their whole thing. They always got to take a model and they have to make them a pro wrestler. Just go find some pro wrestlers. You have pro wrestlers. That's the annoying thing. Is it's like, no, you have all of the all, everything is right here for it's you. It's not like there's a shortage of attractive pro wrestlers. They're all over the world. You have most of them under contract. Well, I was going to say they don't Just hire use they them. don't hire ugly people. Right. Maybe with like one or two exceptions on the dude side. Yeah. Well, Alex, are you are you excited to go see the WWE Holiday Tour at the United Center? No, are you going to that shit show? Oh hell no. Why are they at the United Center? Did we ever look that up? They go to the United Center every once in a while. Do they? The last couple of years. Interesting. Why? Mm, I don't know. Maybe just some sort of thing to try to stick it to the Allstate Arena, maybe get a better negotiating deal. Play they're them not off filling each other. that place up. You wouldn't think so. No, I know so. I've been to be that like, show before. That would be like 25,000 people. They weren't so. filling up the Allstate, so it's kind of no. like, it was bizarre. It was weird. Maybe they have a good deal. 
on getting the building. I mean, they're good at negotiating that shit, even though their product is garbage. So maybe they're master businessmen. The only better businessman in pro wrestling than Vince McMahon is Brock Lesnar. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, think about so you can talk all you want about their their bad decisions in booking and uh, storytelling, but they're still selling. They're well, still I, selling I talk seats. about it because it doesn't make any fucking sense. No, it me. doesn't make any sense. But that's the bizarre thing. Could you imagine, like, could you imagine if you were in a position, let's say you were the one negotiating for the United Center. Uh-oh. You happen to be a wrestling fan. You know damn well this is a product you don't want to watch, but your business hat says there's – they're still they're going to sell and they're going to do well enough for us to, for it to be worth it. Well, you'll sell to, a certain amount of tickets, right? right? So it would make, and I'm sure there's... And you might be sitting there saying, "I don't understand why. I don't understand why, but we're going to make some money off this." So well, concessions and beer and that kind of shit, you'll make money off of for sure. But I just I well, it what? doesn't make sense. To Watching me. the ratings for the past like five years just keep going down and down and down. And now they're in the middle of a football season and they've kind of sat at the same spot for a while, even starting from before the football season. I think they're at the bottom, which is they have about 2.1-ish million people who are going to watch no matter what. I mean, it doesn't matter what the quality of the show is. Good, bad, fucking terrible. It doesn't matter. 2.1 million people are going to watch no matter what. So you've got that super hardcore fan base that are going to spend a crazy amount of money for whatever reason. I can't figure it out. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. It's working for them. I can't argue with the results. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't get it. it. makes no sense to me. But, I mean, whatever. It's just, I, I think nowadays for, uh, uh, I think you're kind of the same sort of fan. It's I want an interesting, simple story. And I want top-tier talent flipping around in the ring. So I can find that several other places. With the internet, I can watch fucking anything. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll come back around to wrestling if I think of more women that Nia Jax has tried to kill. Bob, tell me about your Xbox One X. How's it doing? You mean my new Xbox One X? No, I'm talking about the old Xbox One Oh, the old Xbox One X. It decided to kill itself because Bob wanted to watch a certain movie on it. So uh, a topic I want to get to later is Ghost in the Shell. We'll get there. We'll get there, but um, it's relevant to this story. So uh, a few weeks ago, we watched Akira. Yes. And then I was sitting here. About a week ago. Yeah. A week ago, exactly, actually. Okay, you know, whenever time is like fluid and sure made up, time is a, it's flat a close, circle. it's a closed loop. Yeah. Um, and then all right, all right, all right. And then I said, you know, this was pretty good. Let me go watch something else. And I popped on uh, the Ghost in the Shell anime movie from '95, uh, and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. And so I started watching some of the episodes of Standalone the, Complex. There it is, and. Um, and I said, you know what? Before we record today, I'd really like to watch the 2017 shit show uh, starring, Scar- starring Scarlett Johansson. Which we were going to do on After the Movie, and then we were just like, 
Ooh, nah. nah. Yeah, <laughs> Let's nope. Let's not. So this morning, I or yesterday, I went to the video store. Yes, a real physical video store. They still exist. They do. There's a few. Few and far between, but they're out there. Um, And actually rented it because I couldn't rent it on the internet. Robert, what else did you rent? Uh, Gods of Egypt. Because <laughs> we, Alex, we just love shitty movies. Um, Especially with Jamie Lannister and Gerard <laughs> Butler. <laughs> so I, I actually, I could not rent Ghost of the Shell on from like any of the streaming services because they know better and i i wasn't gonna buy it uh so i i went to the physical video store to get it and uh i was able to rent it for five days for 50 cents um it was it's was just and you know because at family video they got you know the wall in the back has all the new releases then they have this these two or three rows in the middle that are like nearly new releases and it's usually stuff within the last year or so um now, based on the timing of it, Ghost in the Shell probably should have been on that shelf. It's just so bad, which we'll get to, um, that it's got to be off in like the other section. I'm very much enjoying Bob saying he couldn't have possibly bought this Ghost in the Shell movie. That would have been beyond him. <laughs> I know, right? Like, oh, no, we never experienced what? Please continue. So, so I went and I got the physical disc. And uh, this morning I got up and I was like, okay, I'm going to sit down and watch this terrible movie. Uh, so I, I came up. Uh, it was I, nice. I got to sit in bed reading Pacific Rim fan fiction. I appreciated it. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, so I went to go put it in the Xbox to watch. And I flipped to the, the input the Xbox is supposed to be on. And the TV was like, uh, what you trying to do here, asshole? There's, there's no signal. I was like, what the fuck? Uh, so so I, I moved it from this TV to the other TV. I, I hit the monitors. I followed all the help that was on that I could find on the internet of how to like reset the display settings. Just could not get the Xbox to display on fucking anything here in here. And I, I was just so angry. And I'm, I was mostly angry because... Tomorrow, we're supposed to be recording uh, an after the movie, uh, and we are going to watch Shape of Water, uh, which I rented when I went to Family Video yesterday. Uh, so I've got the disc for 4K Blu-ray. Ghost in the Shell I was able to watch today because I popped it into PlayStation. But uh, for reasons, uh, Sony did not put a 4K Blu-ray player in the PS4 Pro. Which I still don't fucking understand. But well, so we don't have a PlayStation Pro, so that we'll talk about Sony in a little bit. Well, but we would have if they did. We would have bought a play. I think we would have bought a PlayStation Four Pro instead of an Xbox One X. But that's another story. Uh, so I, I watched Ghost in the Shell, and then and I stepped away from the Xbox, and I said, "Okay." After the movie, I said, "All right." That's the name of the podcast. Yes. Uh, I said, okay, let me give one more look at this thing. And maybe, maybe there's just, cause we were, we moved it upstairs. We were maybe it, it really just needs like a hard reset of display settings, which no, I had already done that. So I was like, fuck, um, looked online. Uh, and they said, well, you can bring it into the Microsoft store. So I made an appointment, went down to the mall, to the Microsoft store. 
and in my head I'm like oh great they're gonna want to like send it in have someone look at it maybe replace uh, uh something or another and and ship it back and I was like and I was mostly annoyed about tomorrow because it would have meant they would have had to rent Shape of Water from one of the streaming services. Well, and I think the most frustrating part about that is we have somebody coming. Jack is coming right. to watch it with us. He wants to record with us. Right. So it would be frustrating to have to either reschedule again or try and figure something else out. Right. So it was it was just really annoying. So I get in there. And, and mind you, I, so I made the appointment online. If this was the Apple store, I wouldn't be able to get into like Wednesday or something. But it's the Microsoft store, so they had appointments all day, um, which was a little surprising. You gotta take shots. Well, it was just—it was a little surprising that I was able to get in within like. He can't fif- help himself, you know. This. Within like fifteen minutes, um, but it was nice. It you was, know, the customer service was just too good. It was. I'm in that. It really. Yeah, Alex, you get beat down and you expect garbage. So when yeah. you get good, it's like, wait, what? No, and it's not a complaint. It was I was really happy. I was able to get in right away, um, so I made the appointment and I got in the car, went straight to the Microsoft store, pull it in, pull it out on the desk, and the guy, the the, the first guy who's helping me, um, he's like, okay, let me check this out. So he plugs it in, he goes over, he grabs a monitor, he's like setting it up, and then his manager comes over. And the manager's like, dude, you're not going to be able to fix it. Just give him a fucking new one. <laughs> they never even plugged it in to verify that what I was reporting was actually happening. <laughs> they just went and got another Xbox. <laughs> well, that was, worked out. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> this uh, What parallel universe I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to go with it. I'm just, I'm just waiting for like something. Cause I thought sure as shit, like they'd plug it in and it would pop up on their monitor and they'd be like, Oh, you're a dumbass. Go take it home. And then I wouldn't be able to get it to work. Um, or, you know, some stupid thing, but, uh, no, that didn't even get that far. Just, Oh yeah. Go give them a new one. They brought, and I thought it was interesting because they literally pulled one off the shelf and opened the packaging, handed me the, the new unit. Um, they didn't give you a box? No, they didn't give me the box. Well, because I guess they got to send in the new one and, uh, yeah, or the old one, sense. and they just like have in the box to do that. or I don't know. but And they gave me a new controller. Um, they took my old one, so I don't know. That was weird. But who cares? Who cares? Um, so... I mean, overall, like, great. Right, you're like net controllers, so that's yeah. kind of irrelevant. It, it was they great. took my old one, so, you know, they kind of fucked me. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Fu- it was just odd. It was like, well, there was nothing wrong with this. Okay, whatever. I don't care. Um, I just want a working Xbox. So, um, so we can watch some uh, good Guillermo del Toro movie tomorrow. Uh, you know, the upside is now because they gave you a brand new one, if you go register on that on their website, you pretty much have like a fresh warranty again. Well, that was the thing. They offered, they said, because you're getting a fresh one, you can get the warranty. Um, and, you know, 900 times out of 100, you don't, or 1,000, you don't want to buy the warranty. But I was like, ah, I'm in here. I've had this thing like five, maybe six months at this point. 
and I did the math. It was like for fifty bucks for. Oh, they got you, Bob. For three, for three months, or the best customer for three years. For well, I'll tell you what: the fact that they just took it, they didn't give me any trouble. It was good customer service. That helps. You know, if they had given me a really hard time and then they were trying to sell me... The look on Alex's face right now. Trying to sell me... But, no, I was thinking about it. You've had you've had problems with Xbox. I've had problems with Xbox. It's not like Microsoft does not have a long history of problems with their consoles. Eh, 50 bucks this one time. I don't know. It seemed worth it. We have spent $50 on Stupider. And I get it for three years. Like that. saying stupider. <laughs> yes. So regardless, they, you know, so now I've got. So you had a great experience. I had a great the, experience. At the Xbox yeah. store. That means a lot. That store. means a lot to Bob. Oh, Bob's the best. And by that, I mean spender of money. <laughs> <laughs> Has anything else broken today? Thank God, no. What's next, Erica? I don't know. I don't know. Here's the thing. I haven't really spent money on anything like fresh in a while. Everything I've spent money on recently has been to replace shit that's broken. We did just buy a, a new microphone. <laughs> okay, that's something. But <laughs> but not like I, this hasn't been like something I've been jonesing for and then like I bought. Yeah, it's not like a Jeep Wrangler. No. Well, have you seen? The the uh, the Jeep truck. Things ugly as fucking. The 2020 Jeep. You ready for this name, Alex? Gladiator. That's no Honda Ridgeline. No, it's not. Actually, it is pretty ugly, and I would fucking hideous. And I would never buy it. Yeah. Okay. No, Alex. Yeah, I don't buy that for a second. <laughs> I would buy the Ridgeline first. <laughs> I don't know if you're actually legally allowed to say the word. No, you know what is happening? I would never buy it. This is what is happening right now. In the cosmic television show that is our fucking lives, a title card just went up that said Bob buys the Jeep Gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> that is just what happened. No, I'm not going to buy the Jeep Gladiator. Can I I'll tell you that thing is here. I'm gonna, here's a picture of it. I know Erica's seen it. Uh I mean, it looks like a Jeep. It's just it's just oh, longer. It's a Wrangler with a short bed on the back. It's, it's not that bad. It, no, I I thought it looked pretty rough, but um no. I mean, I, how many Jeeps really or how many trucks look good? Maybe like a Ford F one hundred and fifty. Okay, here comes a conversation. There are plenty of good you know what. Trucks. Well, we're pretty much on it already. Why don't you tell me what you thought of the Ghost in the Shell anime movie and the Ghost in the Shell live action movie? Because we don't want to talk about cars. You always shoot down my topics. Uh, this is your topic. You've been talking for half an hour. <laughs> I'm say, telling you to keep going. This, this is your, yeah, you're the one that said you wanted to do it specifically. We were talking the about the Jeep, and then... Oh, what would you, okay, been, what would you like to talk about, about with cars? <laughs> oh, nothing. I'm done. Do you got any maps you want to hold up? Or? <laughs> I still maintain that's one of our better episodes. <laughs> So the Ghost of the Shell anime movie from 1995. 
uh i really liked it uh i think uh you know both with um akira and this which god knows why i'd never watch them stupid probably because i just didn't have anyone telling me i should watch them um also stupid yeah i know what are we gonna do uh but i'm sorry i just assumed that as a nerd of the same age as i you had watched this shit you know what actually happened here erica because it's kind of required you, viewing. You told him to watch something, and it never happened. It's weird. Right? But I told him to watch something, and suddenly it took place. It's odd the way you tell him to do things, and they just magically <laughs> happen. Hey, Bob, you know, you should probably get a new TV. <laughs> Alex, I don't think you're allowed to come over anymore. <laughs> just don't talk to Bob anymore. Hey, Bob. <laughs> guys off. Hey, Bob, you know, wouldn't you really like an Xbox One X? Bromance over. It's done. Pack up the mics. Subtle interference is over. You know, Bob, I was looking at your snowboard. Kind of looks like a pile of shit. <laughs> yeah, we already replaced that a few years ago. What does that have to do with today? Well, you can't replace Lapis. You still don't have a sticker for her. Do you need a sticker? Mm-hmm. So tell me about the movies. Uh, uh, so uh, they both kind of fit fall into this realm of science fiction that I'm really all about. And um, so it, it is a little odd that I had never watched them. Um, with, you know, Ghost in the... I would, I would say if if I had to... If you asked me which, which of the two I preferred, I, I would think... I think Akira was better than Ghost in the Shell, but they're two different movies, so that's kind of a dumb ranking. Um but uh with ghost in the shell what i found very well one i i watched the dub because i couldn't find the sub boo! the but dub's good i thought it was a Stand pretty good dub now do you prefer the voice actress for the major in the movie or the tv show I prefer the TV show. I do as well. Um, I think she has more like a, it's more like authoritarian. The the major in the TV show. So I spoiler after watching the movie, I started watching the TV show. Um, I don't know if I said that. Is that a spoiler? Yeah, was that a spoiler? I, <laughs> I thought you were gonna be like spoilers for like a no a twenty year old movie. No, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> I find I find the the major in the TV show it uh, really reminds me a lot of Commander Shepard. And there it is. <laughs> well, just the interaction, how she interacts with the team. And, how much of the TV show have you watched? Uh, probably like six episodes in. There's like forty some or somewhere around there, right? Like, I don't know, fifty two. It's like twenty six. Yeah. So, math. Maths. Math. Um, so. But they're only like 25 minute episodes, so you can blow through it. Oh, yeah. They're As we have proven time with, and time again. 19 episodes of It's Always Sunny, <laughs> or 19 seasons. It's only 13. And some seasons, most of the seasons are 10 episodes, but there's a few eyeball seasons where there's like 15 episodes. And it's like, it's just kind of weird. But, anyways. Um, you watched all of season 13, right? At this point, yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, so, 
No, it was a good, and I would totally be down to do uh, an after the movie on it. Um, what is that? Do we get a car alarm? Uh, huh. Whatever. Yep. Moving on. Uh, I enjoyed uh, the old man. That's a director of the of Section Nine. Um, Arbaki. Sure. I'm never going to remember those names. I can remember the major. That's pretty easy. Um, and I really like the guy who won't get the automatic gun. He's got to have a revolver. Togusa? Yes. He was great. You know who portrays him in the mo- in the 2017 movie? The financier or the, the money launderer from uh, The Dark Knight that... Batman drags back from Hong Kong. Oh, really? Yeah. In the live action movie, though, it's really just like the major Beto and like a little bit Aramaki. There's like the, a lot of the side characters don't even really exist in the movie. Like they're in the background. They're there, but they're yeah. really never mentioned or talked to and they have no lines. They they have very few lines. Uh, they're well, the what what's. When I when I think about the mo- you know the the anime movie it was you know it was very much focused on the major and Beto. Um it wasn't as much about the team as soon as you get into the show it's much more about all of them about yeah about the group and I do kind of like that dynamic and um what I really like about the anime is one it didn't feel the need to sit down and, and spoon feed you everything. Um, it kind of let you figure that stuff out through context. Right. Um, which is what good writers do. Yeah. Like there's in, in the anime, I don't think they ever actually explain what a ghost is. Um, or it's you re- figure it out. Yeah. You just You're just supposed to infer that it's like consciousness. Right. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. In the 2017 movie, there are uh, there is text at the beginning of the movie. Oh, you get a scroll. You get a scroll that explains. Oh, uh, yeah, that explains it. The one thing I'll say for the 2017 movie is it's very well shot. Oh, have you and watched they it have, too? Oh, I've watched it. It's awful. I the only seen it. <laughs> good thing about it is the visuals. Like everything they did visually was great. Yeah. Everything else was awful. I mean, the story's awful. Scarlett Johansson is awful in it. Everything's awful about it other than that. Nothing makes any sense. Well, why did they, like, they, 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 uh, I was telling you this earlier that they actually, like, they made a point to give, to do a backstory for the major. And the entire point of it was really just to explain why they use an American actress. Well, exactly. Here's, here's the thing you've got the woman who played Mako Mori standing right there. Why can't she be in the movie? Why can't she be the major? No one went and saw this piece of shit anyway. Scarlett Johansson isn't pulling people into the seats. That's that's the weird thing about Scarlett Johansson. She's in big movies, but she's never the star. And when you try to build a movie around her, it never works. Like... That Lucy movie, that movie fucking bombed. Yeah, this Ghost in the Shell movie pretty much bombed. Uh, when is she, And then they're talking about they're going to do the Black Widow. Black Widow movie with her. 
Good luck. I just don't think she's very good. I think she's fine, but... I don't think she's got the charisma. I think Ghost in the Shell had a, a lot going against it other than just her. Right. What, what did you think about the fact that the movie starts with uh, Bateau having real eyes? <laughs> the whole movie is just so stupid. I, I've honestly pushed it out of my mind. I saw it that one time. I thought, this shit sucks. And I have never had any desire to go back and watch it again. It was, it was pretty damn bad. I've watched the original movie like five times. I've watched the TV series like three times. They're great. They have, like, nothing in common with this live-action movie. I think the only redeeming quality of the live-action movie is that it has pretty much all but guaranteed, and I'm going to say all but because we live in a chaotic universe, that we probably won't get an Akira live-action adaptation. They've been trying to do it for about 15 years. It depends if someone decides they want to finance it who has a hard-on for it. Because if someone comes along and they're like, yeah, we'll give you the here's money. 200 million. Go do it. Exactly. That'll happen. But what, what's crazy about the whole move to live action thing for me is there are, there are so many movies that they want to do that it's like, but why? And like, also that animated movies often make way more money than live action movies. Like the animated movie so much is perfect as is. Oh, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. It's animated, so you're not compromising, really, on anything. You can make anything happen in animation. Well, and a lot of the adaptation, they, to me, Akira, at least, is such a an intrinsically Japanese story. Mm-hmm. You, they want like, oh, we're going to move it to Manhattan. You can't move that to Manhattan. That, in and of itself, should disqualify it from ever getting made. That's fair. Well, I mean, just, this movie was weird. The 2017 movie was weird because it's um the you know they're trying to present it as like well in this Japan like you've got people coming from all people from all over the world are living here now and I was like well what huh no, I, whatever I don't care so at that point just don't set in Japan why does it have to be set in Japan then. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go and do it without having it be set, or like without the main character but being even Japanese. Like, yeah. <coughs> Sorry, not the Set it in fucking about, San Francisco or something. How then. about at the end when they go to visit Motoko Kusanagi's grave yes. with her mother? Yes. And it's like, fuck you. <laughs> that was the middle finger to the audience. It, it was just not well Not done. good. Yeah. Like, why do they have to do that complicated, like, the weird backstory? Like, to justify the whitewashing. Uh, Which, again, it is funny. Mako Mori is standing right here, guys. It is funny when you make a movie that you know people are going to be mad about, so you do it bad to justify it. Well, you double down with the double deuce. <laughs> it's so strange. Well, you see, she was a Japanese woman, but. Her ethnicity was taken away from her through murder. <laughs> well, through murder. The the whole thing with um, like these damn white men. Well, there's that. Hey, you said it. I didn't. Well, even <laughs> like even like the head of the Honka Corporation corporation is a white guy. The garbage guys 
in the truck. They're white guys. Like they've got a Kate. Uh, oh, but the Yakuza though, they, those are Japanese guys. Uh, <laughs> Said it in San Francisco. Like Bato was a white guy. Bato was a white guy. Um, the weird. Th- there was a black woman. There we go. Diversity. Um, the diversity hire. Yeah. The the guy who played the head of Section Nine. He was Japanese, and he actually spoke Japanese with subs instead of. Uh, speaking English like everybody else in the movie. Here's the the thing I really don't understand though is like who is this movie made for? I don't know. Because fans of the anime are gonna be not like this is not what you want, right? No. It's like when you were. Do you I remember the, like back I, before I, they did the Dragon Ball movie, people were oh like, "Oh, they're gonna make God. a Dragon Ball movie. Maybe that could be good." And you're like, that "No, was a okay, that was worse than this." Did you sit through that? I think I did, but I did. can't remember it. I just watched it the one time. Alex Black. I didn't go to the movie. I saw it on like I saw it on like HBO <laughs> yeah, or something. Alex like flipped it on and immediately had a seizure. I don't remember anything. Remember I don't remember movie. anything about it. I remember very little about this movie. This Ghost in the Shell live action. Movie. Oh, I have had. I've seen like a clip or two, and I'm like, I'm good, thanks. It, but it's there's something that's just it's it's there's something kind of inherently. Well, I mean, in Dragon Ball Ghost in the Shell are two very, very, very different things. But they don't have... I, I, it's almost like there's a lack of respect for the source material. There's... Yeah. I, I think one of the things that struck me about this movie, or the, the live action, is... One, Scarlett Johansson is just moody from the start. Like, the whole time. But what you got against moody chicks? Well, it just doesn't... It's not the character. Yeah. Like, there's... It just didn't like, make... how would you describe the major, Erica? Not moody. <laughs> like, okay, you're trying to grapple with y- your um, your existence and the fact that your brain is in a robot now. And I will also say it has been a minute since I've seen the original. Bob watched it when I was at D&D this week, so I haven't yeah. had a chance to watch it. Of course he would. Yeah, it's of course right. he would. You need something to do. Yeah, I was bored. No worries. I wasn't going to go bowling. <laughs> wow, but Harsh. um, but you know, like the, I, there's a better way to deal with that. Uh, I also didn't feel like they made Scarlett Johansson sufficiently adept at being a weapon in the movie. It, sh- it just didn't come off as as the, the, good as the, the major the fight should scenes have. were not good. Yeah, so it was like. You don't have the personality. Well, the thing about the major in the TV show, especially, because I kind of view that as the definitive major, she's very, she's extremely tactical. She's always the smartest person in the room. Mm -hmm. She's thinking five steps ahead. And if you actually get her into a gunfight or a fist fight, I mean, you're in big trouble. Yeah. Well, especially if you're human, then you're really fucked. This movie, this movie suffered from. Uh, stormtrooper syndrome pretty badly you know no one could hit anything to save their fucking life and you're like you're sitting there you're all cybernetically enhanced your aim should be flawless Yuriko Kikuchi is her name I want to get the actress's proper name she would have been a great major yeah hard to say not in this movie (laughs) well 
Well, because it feels like they changed, they felt like they had to shoehorn in all the, one, they just think American American audiences are stupid. Well. You need to be spoon-fed. To be fair. They're not 100% wrong. But I think you get that dumb origin bullshit because you have a white lady in the title role. Or in the main role. role. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. One of my favorite things about Ghost in the Shell, and it kind of ties into how a lot of TV shows and movies are made now, Mm -hmm. is, you know, because we're supposed to be in this era of, like, female empowerment, now in everything it has to be talked about how the woman is strong. And, you know, it's a lot of telling you know, I, this is my, my feminism leads me to do this. And they start talking like that, you know, and it's like, no well, one ever because talks it's like not, this. It's, it's not, it's shoehorned in. It's not done in an organic way. But my point is, in Ghost in the Shell, they never bring up that the major is a woman. It's like, I don't know if it's ever talked about. Because well, you don't have to. It's just that she commands respect. You're showing She's it. the best. You're not telling exactly. me. Exactly. Right. That's good well, writing. And w- when I did, hate lazy writing. Well, there was a period in like the late 70s and 80s, especially with some of the actual, uh, like Alien. Like the fact that Ripley's a woman is never, ever a point of nope. anything. Um, Sarah Connor. And Terminator. Maybe a little bit more in the second movie, but definitely not in the first movie. Right. Like, there, there was this point where it was just fine. And like, oh, okay, we got these badass women. They're badass women. Well, and Sarah becomes a badass in the first movie. And then she's, like, you know, right. a troubled badass in the second one. But it's it's a little thing we don't do anymore, Bob, called character development. Yes. <laughs> we don't do Character development. Subtlety. And when you do do it, then you get a really bad sequel that ruins all of it. Not that I'm still salty or anything. Wow. That's never happened. No. no. Never. We don't do that. But no, there is no, unless uh, with movies especially, it, you almost have to go more to TV shows to get any sort of, because it's, and I don't know if I'm just watching the, I mean, all we watch is the shitty action movies anyway, but I mean, well, I, I think, going with that. I, th- I do think there's, I, I think you got to, you're touching on a good point, which is if you if you really want to cover like especially sensitive topics in detail, you don't have the time in a two hour movie to do it. Usually fair, fair, fair. fair. I think you can look to a movie, though, like Mad Max Fury Road, Mm -hmm. where nothing is they're not telling you, oh, yeah, Immortan Joe has these chicks in this uh, vault and he's just raping them constantly. It's implied. But it, and we've. I think we talked about this on our last uh, after the movie. A lot of it comes down to um, keeping your story simple enough. Like if you if you keep your story simple enough, like you can be very impactful. Once you start getting convoluted and you've got subplots and crazy shit going on, think about Mad Max. I will it's say such if you, a oh, basic movie, bare bones, and it's perfect. Right. If you don't know what you're doing. If you're maybe not somebody who's really adept at that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. then you should just leave it alone and do something simple. Yeah. Something that makes sense. I think that was the Pacific Rim Uprising episode. We talked about that. Oh, yeah. The, fuck oh, that movie God. And fuck that movie hard. Um, but no, Mad Max is like perfect, simple storytelling. And it's got, I don't need to know where the fuck Furiosa came from. She's just a badass mm-hmm. and commands respect. It doesn't matter that she's a woman. Yeah, I think they do like two episodes ever in standalone complex about the major's background 
There's one episode where she's in a she's in the middle of a war on the battlefield, mm-hmm. and that you learn how she picks up one of her squad mates. And then there's another episode where she's a child, and you learn about that. But th- really, they don't go into it that much, and it's perfect. You don't need to spend five episodes, you know, where she gets beat up by men or something and that's why she ends up being a major you know it's well and it's it's always crap like that now it's lazy it's so fucking lazy because yeah there's a lot of shitty people out there but it doesn't always have to be that yeah it's like oh well what's your tragic backstory Eh, raped oh okay cool all right moving on (laughs) every every woman and everything has been raped that's pretty much the storyline of every movie. And it's like, you can tell that story. There's nothing wrong with that story. It's just, I have heard it. It has been... A few times. It's like a trope. Done to fucking death. And it's never done in a way that's like, oh, okay, well, I'm glad that they, they let me know that she was that she was raped. That made the story better. So just to diverge slightly, <laughs> do you ever go to the website uh, Den of Geek? for tv reviews uh, every now and again i go to den of geek okay yes. so i was on there and i was i was watching i had watched the latest episode of humans which uh is an excellent tv show if you guys have ever watched it never heard of it it's basically like really good westworld hmm so what channel is it on it's on the bbc oh oh okay or i, oh, think, well, I think here well, it's on amc okay we'll uh, have to check that out but it's like three seasons and i think very very good show so I was reading a review of the last episode and then I clicked on the main page and there's like a, there's something about Goldeneye, the movie. Mm-hmm. And I started, and it's this guy who's doing like kind of a review of Goldeneye, you know, looking at it now. It's, this was from like three days ago or something. And he, I guess he's been doing some sort of a list of like the landmark Bond movies and he goes over the whole thing and he's talking about all the good things about the movie and things he didn't like. Uh, and then he, you know, kind of sums it up with saying, so I don't view it as a landmark Bond movie. However, if you were to ask me who my favorite Bond was, I would say Pierce Brosnan. And if you would have to, if you would ask me what my favorite Bond movie was, I would say Goldeneye. How is it? Whatever. It doesn't have to make sense, Erica, okay. but at least someone else knows. I, I will tell you that it's a toss-up between that and Casino Royale is my favorite Bond movie. Both directed by the same movie, but same director. Really? Yep. I did not know that. Favorite Bond movie, huh? Because I've only seen, like, selections of the older ones. Uh, I've, I've never seen all of them, but... Uh, Goldeneye was quite formative. And that's another one. That's one of the few Bond movies where the women are well written Mm -hmm. and they're capable and they're not just there to stand there in a bikini and look hot. No, what is it? Natalia? Natasha? Natalia. Natalia. Yeah, she's great. One of the two. Yeah, Natalia or Natasha. Natasha. Zenya on a tops going around just killing everyone. With her legs. (laughs) Although that's a weird scene to watch with some people when like you're in a normal Bond movie and then all of a sudden she's fucking a dude to death with her legs <laughs> it's not one you want to be watching with your parents no it's like whoa this just this just position like oh <laughs> now it's awkward. what a pivot what do you gotta do but no it's possible to to write a you know interesting complex nuanced female character people just don't i, I would argue they do the same thing for the dudes it's like okay yeah like 
whatever. Some dumb, tragic, whatever the fuck. And well, yeah, I mean, they do the same thing with everyone. Um, they just play to stereotypes. Now, the problem typically ends up being is that the stereotypes for women tend to be more negative yes. than the stereotypes for men. But that's exactly what they're doing, you know. Well, and that's why 90% of television is garbage. Right. Probably oh. a higher percentage than that. So, Sony has decided they're not going to E3 next year. Fuckers. Really? No E3, no press conference, nothing. Really? Yeah. Why? They just don't feel they get anything out of it? Uh, I think there are a couple ways to look at it. My theory is that they probably feel like they don't have anything new to show this year. Because if you look at the last two years... It's really been, we're going to show The Last of Us Part 2. Mm-hmm. We've been showing Spider-Man, which is obviously out now. Right. We've been showing Days Gone, but that kind of got de-emphasized last year, so I'm kind of wondering if that's not coming along well. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, you know, they showed Ghosts of Tsushima. Uh, what else did they show? Which does look good. Right, but the point is they keep showing the same things. So if they came out a third year in a row showing the same things, it might be kind of like what's going on all right what are you guys doing what's what are you unless they're just doing their own thing and then the other possibility of course is sometime next year they're going to do their own press conference to announce a playstation 5 yeah possible. well at I, some point well you know i think um yeah, i was reading a little bit about this obviously nintendo a few years ago uh pulled out of e3 and they kind of do their yeah. own thing but they're kind of in their own universe where they're selling toys to children fair enough but i mean even a lot of the other like a lot of the big press conferences like ea they're not actually at e3 they're you know across the street or somewhere else right but they're in the vicinity so all the press can come right so um you know whether whether that means sony is truly completely away from that weekend altogether or if they're going to do something similar where they're just going to do something it's just not going to be a formal it doesn't E3 seem thing. like they're going to be there at all but i which is which is very strange to just give up all that press to microsoft but are you that's what i, I that's i would assume they're probably going to have something either earlier or right after i don't think they would just Maybe we'll unless they just don't think it's worth it anymore, you know. Well, think about E3 though. What do we, what's everyone talk about after E3? Who won? Who won and who lost? And you know, well, if you win, Microsoft that's great. just kind of wins by default now. But if you're not there, there's not a competition, right? Okay, but if you go to like IGN or Kotaku, or you know, They're around that gonna... around that time. You know, that's when the mainstream press tends to give video games a lot of publicity. Mm-hmm. It's going to be all Microsoft stuff yeah. or Nintendo. So, But yeah. Nintendo, what they've been doing at E3, like last year, it was just about Zelda. And that's all they really showed. Right. And that's all they really talked about. And then they about. did like a treehouse or something like the next week. or like one of those videos, presentations they do where they showed right. a few other things that were coming out. Well, Nintendo tends to do, like, they'll give you a teaser, say, hey, we're working on this. They won't, And then they won't say anything until they're sure it's going to release. Um, which I kind of like that strategy versus the Sony, 
Oh, we're going to tell you we're working on it, and then we're going to show it to you for five years. Well, here's the thing. I don't mind being told if it's something that you're like, like Elder Scrolls Six. You guys are working on that, right? You're working on it. We all know you're working well, on it. Well, everyone knows. Just fucking say you're working on it. That's like when it. Microsoft last year said, like, we're working on the next Xbox. Of course we are. Right. We're all working on the next thing. But just say that. That's fine then. I don't like it when they act like it has to be a big secret. Or what was it? Starfield? Sure. Is that the yeah. Bethesda thing? Like, I don't need to see anything of it because it's probably really far Man. out. But just say that you're working on it. I'll tell you. Speaking of Bethesda, Fallout 76 is getting shit on hard. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, I think the Metacritic is like a six or something. Ooh. Which, when you think about video game reviews, six is like a zero. <laughs> you know? Just real buggy or? It's just like, seems like there's nothing there. Like, they tried to take their old shitty engine that's been out of date for 20 years now. Tell us how you really feel, Alex. <laughs> it's been out of date for probably at least five years graphically controls wise i mean that's the whole reason for that vat system and fallout you can't hit the broad side of a barn otherwise you know uh unless you're using i hated that vat system they needed that though just to give you the ability to hit shots once you get the mini nuke you're fine (laughs) totally fine (laughs) that's the entire that's a lot of the reason why i stopped playing uh new vegas was because i was like this is stupid I don't want to see the combat in those games. Clunky. Like, don't care. I like the exploration. I felt like the 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 combat was just too much of a burden, though. Mm. Like it, you know, combat doesn't have to be the best in the world. Like look at like a Mass Effect One. Yeah, that combat was kind of clunky, but it was fluid enough. That it didn't get in the way of you. It never well, hindered you your enjoyment of the game. You also play through that for the story too. Well, but that's that's my point. Is like it, if I it can, had been I, much worse, maybe well, I right. wouldn't have. It'd be a little different. But if like I'm intri- if I'm intrigued by a story, I can push through a lot. That's fair. What's he doing? Being, being Bob the dog, man. <laughs> This has been your Bob the Dog break. You need that Bob the Dog update. It's very important. Um, well, we had talked about that uh, Fallout 76 a little bit, I think, right at E3. And I was kind of on the fence just because I don't really like online shit. Um, but it hadn't even registered on my uh, my radar. So It just feels like a totally incomplete game. They tried to take an online games as service idea, that whole thing plaster it on top of their old shitty engine that was just made for single player games did not work and it's just the world feels desolate you're i know you guys love jim sterling he's got a great video where he just shits on the game for like oh 15 yeah minutes oh, yeah. sweet check it out <laughs> have to watch that it. after i'm a few uh episodes behind on old jim um and it's just i mean man I, so it's hard to get excited about elder scrolls or starfield because it just it seems like the only thing Bethesda is good at anymore is publishing id games. <laughs> you know? <sighs> well, their engine is just... I, and I, then and then someone on Kotaku wrote a 
ridiculously condescending article about how when people talk about the game engine, they don't know that there's all these different parts and all this shit. And it's been updated. It's like, okay, I don't care. It all looks like shit. It plays like shit. When you people say game engine, they're just talking about the structure keeping everything together. They don't need you to belittle them about the different parts of the game. Well, I don't we know. Do a lot of uh, reading on the Gawker sites as much as I once did. I try and avoid. I I do it out of habit. Um, but I think there was what was the article we were talking about the other day? Oh, it was the the Pod Save America. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so. I, I guess someone in or multiple people on as part of that production have been involved in or associated someone with in their orbit was associated with something a little shady. Right. And so this, shocker in politics. Right. So this writer on one of the Gawker sites had started, you know, was writing a, an article about it. But the article just started off with dumping on them. I hate these guys. I hate these guys. Well, then how can you write an objective article? Because the point of the article was sound. Right. Whatever the hell was going on. Is shady. Shady. But you you can't come in and be like, I fucking hate this shit. These like Obama era. Like, yeah. You know what? Now you lost all your credibility. It's like four white guys. I mean, one of them is gay, but whatever. Uh, Four, you know elite white guys are making a bunch of money on a podcast that a whole bunch of fucking people are listening to. Why, like, I'm going to begrudge them that? I, you know, They saw a market, they went for it, and people yeah. are giving them money. That's, I, I, I mean, I, and, and I'm not going to begrudge anyone not, or for disliking something. I, I'm, oh, no! I'm not, you know, I'm not a particular fan of that podcast, uh, but... No, I like, uh, what is it, Pod Save America, I listen to every now and again. Yeah. I usually listen to Love It or Leave It every week. But, you know, it, it, that's not the point. The point is you're writing an article about them, well, that's kind of not about your opinion right, of them. Right. But this is a blog site. We're not actual journalists. Well, and that's the thing. Like, the the fact that these people try to, 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 pawn them, to say they're journalists is... Which is Just not to say that sometimes, blasphemy. I mean, they there's good stuff there. Like Deadspin, uh, what was it, with the Sandesky stuff? Sometimes they... They were all right there. Yeah. I mean, Deadspin for a long time was the strongest arm of the Gawker websites. It probably still is. In terms of actually calling out bullshit. I do enjoy The Root as well. uh, But everything else is kind of like... It's just shit. You you go right for Kotaku. I'm sorry. You're not a journalist by default. That's just not the way it works. No. No. You go right for like, you know, the Chicago Tribune. You're a journalist. That's different. Mm-hmm. Well, because there's editors and standards. Right. In, in theory. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, in theory. You may not agree with those editors, but. Well, because it all comes, you know, with with the advent of blogging and how much that changed the landscape, you know, a lot of things in the tech world is like, it's disruption and we're going to do something different. And there's nothing wrong with coming up with a new idea or a new way to approach things or how to engage your audience, Right. But if you when you're when you're doing that, you have to say, wait a minute, what are some of the core principles of what I'm trying to do? Or like, just have somebody there who will check your article for spelling errors. Well, there's that. But, you know, it's like being unbiased or, or you know, taking a neutral position is is uh, is a big part of journalism because you can't you can never truly be neutral as a person 
but your writing can be neutral. Tell my wife I said hello. hello. And that's important. It builds trust. It says I'm not gonna I'm not going to give you my opinion. Form your own opinion well, from the information I'm giving you. No journalism does that anymore. Maybe with some exceptions. Some writing. Some does. Yeah. But there's a lot of editorial now. And not on the Gawker sites. Yeah. And it's there's too much there's too much blurred line between editorial and reporting. Have you guys been following the shit show that is Diablo Mobile? No. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Well, I regale just us. Love, well, here's the thing. I always have been thinking for a while now that Blizzard is kind of like the last great big game, big games developer, and there seem to be kind of sliding downhill. Mm-hmm. I think Activision is starting to influence the decisions a bit too much. And as we know, Activision must run everything into the ground in the end. (laughs) Must ruin all things. Oh, that's a a nice gaming studio you have over there. Let me see if I could destroy it. See, who's better at destroying game studios, EA or Activision? Oh, Activision. (laughs) It's not even close. (laughs) Activision is flawless in this regard. (laughs) Uh, But... Hello. <laughs> Bob the dog must be petted mm, at all pets. times. Uh, so they, you know, they have BlizzCon every year, which is their big Blizzard. Uh, everyone come out, all the big fans, all the crazy hardcore people, all the streamers, all the YouTubers, whatever. Everyone come out. We're going to give you some cool stuff. Well, not give because you're paying to get in. Right, right. But we're going to give you some swag. Uh, we're going to show you some cool things. We might announce something. Have a good time. So you have all your most hardcore people there, and you decide, let's announce a Diablo mobile game when whatever when everyone wants is Diablo 4. Obviously, this went over poorly. You know. <laughs> well, because when did Diablo 3 come out? It's a long time it's ago. It's been a minute, right? But, you know, that's Blizzard. They tend to take their time. Oh, hey, and totally fine. Because usually it pays off, right? And then, and then the other thing is Diablo Immortal very clearly is just a reskin of another Chinese game. Like it's not a Blizzard game, so it's a total crash gab, crash ga- grab, cash grab. Thank you. No I problem. can't speak. It's all right. Mobile game, and it's you know it's obvious. It was obvious at first glance, and so people flipped, and that's where you got that funny thing where. For whatever insane reason, they decided to take questions from the audience, which was... Oh, that's always death. This was like... (laughs) This was like no one at Blizzard had a clue how this was going to go over. Which is like... Really? Really weird. So they take questions, and this one guy, it was so funny, walks up and goes, Hello, is this a out-of-season April Fool's joke? (laughs) (laughs) And the place exploded, and the two developers are staying on stage like... Okay, can we just leave? <laughs> do we have to do we have to keep doing this? Can we just go? And you know it's like really the businessmen who made all the decisions and now the developers have to stand there and take flack. But it was all funny and then all the articles followed up like oh toxic toxic gaming community and man babies all who right. didn't get what they all want right, and all, right, all that all right, shit. All right, all right. It's like talk, what did you guys what did you guys think was going to happen? Well, right. What did you think was going to happen? Hey! He didn't rip it, did he? I thought I heard a rip. 
Terry. I don't know. We'll check when we're done. Uh, Bob the dog's destroying furniture. Now we know what's next. <laughs> God damn it, Alex. You got a warranty on the sofa. It's okay. Though, it's, we've had it for a while. I'm sure it's so, fine. Sure man, it's fine. Man babies. Like, there is plenty that you can call out the gaming community for in um, that regard, you know? Mm. Like, there's plenty. But, like, yeah, people are allowed to be disappointed that the thing that they expected to be announced wasn't announced, and they're getting some dumb bullshit in return. I mean, are they, like, calling in and doing the death threat shit? Because then maybe you have a case to call people man babies. Well, and at the same time, now it's starting to come out that about a year ago, Blizzard took profit sharing away from the developers that work there, Mm -hmm. which obviously takes away a large part of your money that you're making. Yep. Uh, The person who is used to be in in charge of Blizzard North a long time ago, one of the original creators of Diablo, he basically said it's not the studio you think it is anymore, that Activision has basically control of everything now. They've infiltrated it. They've got the claws in. One of the co-founders of Blizzard just retired. And it oh, doesn't really look like a retirement it's from done. the outside looking it's in. It's done then. It's done. So it's not looking good over at Blizzard, which is really disappointing because, you know, they're such a big part of the games industry. And it yep. kind of felt like they were the last holdout of we're only making great things. Nope. Somebody got the money gleam in their eye and it was like, all right. We got to ruin this too. Everything's got to be about microtransactions and people just keep buying them. It's so infuriating. But Alex, it's the same thing where it's like, it's almost a WWE type situation where you're like, this is objectively bad. This is an object. This is an objectively bad thing, but you idiots keep going back and watching it and giving this company money. That it's, it's so frustrating that everything the video game industry is now is because of the consumer. Yeah. That's who's actually at fault. Well, that's something I've been saying for a long-ass fucking time. Is it, it, Why do companies do this bullshit? Is because people keep giving them money for it. Yeah. And yeah. you have to, you know, if you're a gamer, you have to at some point put your foot down and say, I'm not going to buy this because I don't like what they're doing. And but- until people do that en masse, nothing changes. And things do change. People didn't buy Battlefront because they didn't like the model. They saw what had happened with the beta, and they were like, well, fuck this. So people didn't buy it. But, you know, it doesn't have to be something that egregious. It could just be a really super buggy game that comes out. Is enough reason for you to say, this isn't worth my 60 or let's be honest, $120 by the time you buy it or buy the deluxe edition, buy the season pass, buy the DLC, a couple of microtransactions a day probably. Like you're spending tons of money on this. Well, and it's like the free to play model. Like great. There's nothing wrong with that, but you can't make a $60 game with the free-to-play model. Oh, but you can. But they do. Erica. They if do, you're, though. If you're Ubisoft, you absolutely Oh, of can. course. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that they don't. It's just, it doesn't make... It, and here's the other thing. Like, if the cost of a game needs to go up, then, like, games have been $60 since, like, I've been buying games. Like, when I was 12. Mm-hmm. Like, when I went to Toys R Us and I bought Final Fantasy VIII for myself, 
that shit was $60. Well, I think part of the problem you have is it, it can be a little difficult to predict when a game's going to take off. So let's say you spend uh, $100 million to make a game, right? You know you've got to sell X number of copies to get it back. And there's all sorts of models they use to figure it out. Well, with the way the market is today, if if the game is super successful, it could it could make ten times as much as what it was, you know, what it costs to make, or, you know, depending on the budget, even more. So, but that doesn't mean that's what you're gonna get on the next. Oh, no, 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 not at all. But I, what I'm saying is I'm almost advocating for the base price. The base price of games should have gone up at some point. It should have, but no one wanted to take the leap. Well, now it would just be that the price would go up and there would still be microtransactions. Well, and there'd still be all the bullshit. It's right. not like they're ever going to. Now they've psychologically hooked like millions of 10-year-olds. I mean, they've got them. Oh, yeah. It's over. Well, and that's the, that's the truly I mean, you look upsetting at Fortnite, part of it. No, nothing's making more money than Fortnite, and it's all on buying skins. But that's free to play, though, isn't it? Yeah, but if you spend $100 on skins, it's not free to play. No, but what I'm saying is you didn't pay a $60 like base just to walk in the door. Sure. Yeah, I mean, the free-to-play model is a perfectly acceptable model, um, even if it is a little predatory towards certain well, that That's the thing. It's things, what's but, ethical and what isn't. Right, you know, and I just think it's not ethical to t- toss the free-to-play model on top of your of a full AAA Which title. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. People have accepted that, and they're buying these shithouse games that you have to by microtransactions to be like get anywhere in and it's 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 just like well yeah that's why they keep doing it one of the points jim sterling harps on about it you know they talk about how um you know oh well the these um these add-ons these microtransactions well you know they just help make the game faster if you know for people who are impatient um or you know it's like well so you've intentionally made the game shitty. slow. You've made a shitty game. So that people ha- feel compelled. To, you di- you right. didn't make a good game. So why should I like play your game? And you know what? I, I'm grindy. I will grind, motherfuck. Like, I got to level 99 in, like, the Final Fantasy games. Like, I'll grind. Erica will fucking grind. But if it's not fun grind, if it's just grind for the sake of grinding... Mm-hmm. You know, Erica, if you would like to finally take the leap into Destiny 2, I think it's on sale for $25. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, honey. Sorry. Oh, you're going to pay for WoW Classic, though? I might. You're going to lose your life. I know. I'm going to have to get another computer because I won't be able to use that one. It's been nice knowing you all. And then Erica was gone. You guys got anything else? Did we talk about It's Always Sunny Season 13 at all? Not on a podcast. No. Because you only just watched it. Have you watched all of Season 13, Alex? I have. Can I tell you something else? Of course. Fuck Nia Jax. Okay. We needed to bring it around. Fucking terrible. I mean, it had been about an hour and a half and he hadn't said anything. I was getting worried. I was getting concerned. But we did finish our mainlining of It's Always Sunny. Which more well, than you did. one person has been like, really? <laughs> like, yep. You're welcome. 
Thanks, Alex. To be fair, I did finish when I was very, very hungover last Saturday. And I didn't want to leave the house. So, I mean, point for Erica. (laughs) (laughs) How about you, Alex? Anything else? Hmm. Surely you must have something you can ridicule me for. Kind of feels like beating a man when he's down, when everything's <laughs> breaking around you. Isn't that kind of what we do on this show, though? Yeah. You got to give the fans what the fan, what he wants, Alex. <laughs> I mean, your SSD broke. Your Xbox One X broke. The TV, TV broke. The TV, TV broke. broke. There's probably a massive tear in your couch cushion. Don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't say that. There's a hole in your bathroom. That's getting fixed, at least. At Thanksgiving, your pipes are going to clog. Oh, no, don't say that. That happened last year. Oh, my God. That was awful. The best, though, was I was so sick after you guys all left. Bob was up at, like, what, 2 in the morning? With, like, the angle grinder, like, going to town and the pipes in the basement. I didn't fucking hear a thing. I was up really late working on that. I chugged, like, half a thing in NyQuil. I was like, I'm done. Leave me alone. I feel like garbage. No, at least I learned how to uh, clean out uh, the, the disposal line. It is good because it's about that time of the year again. Uh, oh no. If it happens again, I'm burning the house down. Hmm. It's only Bob that's going to be impacted by it. <laughs> no, I'm burning the house down. Bob the dog, new Xbox again. Bob the dog. He's lying down in his crib. All right. Fuck him. <laughs> Bob. Wow. Hug me. Hold me tight. And fuck Nia Jax. Stop injuring my favorite wrestlers, you dummy. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>